And so we come to the third in this series on prayer. Search me, break me, send me. No wonder Mike described them as dangerous prayers. They're quite terrifying, really, aren't they, in one way? But it depends on how we interpret this word send that we have this morning. Here am I, send me. And I think in the context we need to remember that as Isaiah listened to God, he received a very specific calling that was for him to be a prophet. Go and tell, he was told. And what an amazing prophet he was and what amazing insights he had. He was able to say in his prophecy, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news. Isaiah was the one who said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. It was Isaiah who prophesied he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or punishment that brings us our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So this calling, we're not called to prophesy like that, are we? This was a very specific calling to Isaiah. And so I think we need to be very careful how we treat it. After all, there were hundreds and thousands of people in Israel. The calling came to him. To one person, specifically gifted by God, in his very particular prophetic ministry. But at the same time, all scripture is inspired by God and given to us to be profitable for us. And there are some rich spiritual applications for all of us in this prayer, here am I, send me. We all want to be in the place that God wants us to be, don't we? And we want to have the courage to speak for Jesus, to be a good witness wherever we are. So we, I think we can look at this text through the lens of availability. That should come up on the screen. And that, I think, is the theme that I want to draw out from this. Here am I. I am available. We might say, I'm listening. I need your help, Lord, in my weakness, your guidance in my uncertainties. So how did Isaiah get to this point of saying, here am I, and being available to God? What was his prayer journey? How does that relate to our prayer journey, to yours and to mine? Because I think here we do have a prayer journey which gives to us a pattern for our own praying and for the developing of our own prayer life. And the first point I want to make under this theme is that it starts with ascribing glory to God. 
The prayer here begins with Isaiah's vision of the Lord, high and exalted, and with the seraphim, heavenly beings, ascribing glory to God and singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory, a theme which we picked up in our hymns and songs this morning. Isaiah saw something of the glory of God. God's, what is God's glory? His utter holiness, his transcendence, his distinctiveness, his brightness, his moral purity, and all that that implies for us. The wonder of God. And I think that's where we start, really, just knowing that God is amazing and wonderful. How many of you have seen the um, TV programs, watched those Blue Planet ones? Quite a lot of you, yeah? And isn't it just amazing when you see what we never really thought, that there are creatures and fish and coral and the depths of the ocean alive, withstanding all the pressures of water at that depth and in the darkness. What amazing photography. And David Attenborough himself is utterly amazed. And yet he doesn't take that little step to saying there must be some mind, some creative mind behind all this, some life giver behind all this. Isn't that astonishing? I mean, when you do see it, you say how amazing is God's creation. The whole earth and the oceans are full of his glory. There is no other explanation but ascribing glory to God. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then that word holiness is repeated three times, isn't it? Holy, holy, holy. And some people have seen in this an echo of the Trinity. And that actually comes through in the songs we've sung. Jesus is holy, the Holy Spirit is holy, God himself is holy. And Jesus actually in his ministries, I won't go into them now, but made some reference to Isaiah seeing him in this way. And the four living creatures therefore lead the worship of heaven, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. A prayer which we reflect in our communion service, in the Eucharistic prayer. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. So our worship and our prayers, they start with acknowledging who God is as an amazing creator and that we ascribe to him the glory that is due to his name. And yet, as Isaiah glimpsed that transcendent glory of God, something happened. Where did it leave him and where does it leave us? And this leads on to my second point, uh, that not only are, are we ascribing glory to God, but are we admitting our need in our prayers. This is what Isaiah did. He said, woe is me. I'm ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips and among a people of unclean lips. He was aware of his sinfulness and his inadequacy, his weakness, and of that of his society around him. And that's our prayer journey too, isn't it? We're just conscious, aren't we? They do not love God as with all our hearts. We do not love our neighbours as ourselves. 
and our lives are not as fruitful as they might be. Relationships break down, things happen, we do say and think things that are wrong, we need forgiveness. Sometimes we're more aware of that than at other times. But it just, I think, underlines the importance and value of having the opportunity of confession together before God and of receiving God's forgiveness. And then if you think of our society around us, he said he dwelt with the people of unclean lips. Think of our society, and of course the idea of sin and evil is unpopular today, despite the amazing and overwhelming evidence for it, especially in its extreme forms. You think of the aircraft going into the Twin Towers, or terror attacks, or sexual violence and trafficking and abuse the lies, the deceit, even shoplifting. I read in the paper that you know, quite a lot of people, when they go around with these things that you can do, they, they put some into their bags without putting them through the system. You know, what people you'd think of as honourable people. Shoplifting, offensive words, fraud and corruption, which we see on a grand scale at times. People cleaning out people's bank accounts because they've got some password on the internet. Cleansing is needed and then renewal and transformation. That's true for us, it's true for our society and it, as it was true for Isaiah. And so a live coal is brought by the seraphim from the altar. Why? The altar was the place of sacrifice. That is where a lamb or another animal was sacrificed in place of the people, so that the penalty for sin was paid by a substitute lamb in the sinner's place. And that forgiveness, that atonement, was applied to Isaiah's lips, so that he heard the voice saying, your guilt is taken away, your sin is atoned for. You see, that coal coming from the altar of sacrifice where sin is dealt with points us to Jesus and to the cross where the Lamb of God took away the sin of the world. And so as we come confessing our sins, as it were, God the Holy Spirit brings to us that live coal of forgiveness because of the sacrifice of Jesus in our place. Our spiritual journey is like Isaiah's because we can only come really to receive from God all that he wants to give us as forgiven sinners. So we come to our next um, heading as we go on this journey. And the next stage that Isaiah went through, as we go through, is attentive listening. In our praying, we listen. Isaiah listened. He said, here am I, send me. And God spoke. And he was hearing, it was all in the context, I heard the voice of the Lord saying to me, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? He listened. Now, we're not all called to be sent out to Africa or to the Far East or South America or somewhere in Europe or even the UK. We may be, but our 
role is attentively to listen to what God wants from us. To listen to Scripture, because the Holy Spirit speaks through Scriptures. To listen to others, to listen to the pictures that God might give to us or the words that he whispers into us, into our minds by the Holy Spirit. Even through sermons, God speaks, and we wait on God in prayer, attentively listening. And sometimes we hear and we make excuses. That's what happened to people in the Bible, isn't it? Moses said, oh, don't send me, I'm, I'm, I stutter, I can't speak. God sent him. Jonah said, I'm just not going. But he did go in the end. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. Do some of you say that? I guess uh, many of you say, I'm too old. <laughs> he still went. Paul said he went to the Corinthians in fear and trembling. He was afraid, but he still went. Prayer is attentive listening to the Holy Spirit, like Samuel did. Lord, speak. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then as we listen in the silence, maybe a word or a picture, or in some way God will lead us on, maybe through a friend. Sometimes to something new, as Pam and I experienced with listening to God, we went to Hounslow for two years, and then the ministry at Loseley's opened up. So we do have here I am, send me moments. And I expect you can all think of those moments in your lives too. Sometimes it is, be there for somebody. Where you are. Care for somebody. An opportunity to care, to serve, to speak, to pray, to show love. And so we come full circle to my main theme about availability. Here am I. In a way, the listening and the availability, they all go together. As you listen, as you say, here am I, you may hear from God. You may hear from God. That's exactly where I want you to be, where you are now. In your food bank, in your charity, your cameo as a street angel in your family, because there are needs in your family. That's where God wants you to be. I want you to be there for them. And you are in love for people and in love in response to God. Where you are now, in the special needs group, in the life group. Or maybe, as you listen, there could be a prompt to think about something new, a life group pod, or to visit a neighbor or a friend who is in need in some way. As you prayerfully and attentively listen, God may put someone or something on your heart to help in some way, perhaps to send a card, to take some flowers. And if it's not easy to get out because of age or illness, then there's more time to pray. Here am I, Lord, available to pray. Use me in whatever way you want. I'm available. I think that's the key message for all of us from this. Send me. Not necessarily we've got to go somewhere else. It may just be going next door to someone in need. It may be staying where you are 
and praying for someone whom God lays on your hearts. Use me, Lord, to bring your love, perhaps a verse of scripture, and your grace to someone who is in need. And you know, the great thing is that having had a great experience with God and his forgiveness and his equipping us, and then hearing God say to us, do that, go there, it's not as if um, he says, well, you know, you've had all this and now you've got to go, and now you're on your own. Off you go. He doesn't say that to us at all. He says, when I send you, I continue to be with you. So we're not on our own, whatever we might be called to be doing in this availability idea. God is with us to guide us, to strengthen us, to empower us, to energize and help us. We are fellow servants with God, the scripture says, and in the gospels, the Lord worked with them as they went on their way. So we're not just sent out and you're on your own, like you might be if you did some sort of arduous training or some special walk or something. God is with us, encouraging us and helping us. That's wonderful, isn't it? What blessings there could be when we just are available in that kind of way for God to use. Giving God's word to people, then and to us. That's what Isaiah did. He gave God's word to us. How amazing it is we've got Isaiah. He gave God's word to the people then and it's still relevant to us now. What blessings that he couldn't possibly have foreseen have come to us through his obedience and availability. And we may well not foresee the blessings that can come to us and to others when we simply make ourselves available for him to be where he wants us to be. And it may be to go where he wants us to go. Whatever it is, wherever we're serving him now. God will bless people through you and through your availability. And... As our vision says, you will make a difference. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's the message, praising God for his amazing love. We're going to see a clip now. Whether we're old or young, we can praise God. You may have seen this. Enjoy. Faith. I know just how much I rely on my own faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view to give of my best in all that the day brings and to put my trust in God. Last year, to mark her 90th birthday, uh, we were allowed to produce a little booklet which included some of those quotations and she did an introduction to that. It also spoke about how she found extraordinary strength in her faith. And while she's very private about these things as one would expect, uh, I think her faithfulness shines through. And I think we find the fact that for so many young people, it's the faith of their grandparents. I'm going to close this time of waiting on God with 
the verses of a hymn that I only came across the other day. All that I am, all that I do, all that I'll ever have, I offer now to you. Take and sanctify these gifts for your honour, Lord, knowing that I love and serve you is enough reward. All that I am, all that I do, all that I'll ever have, I offer now to you. All that I dream, all that I pray, all that I'll ever make, I give to you today. Take and sanctify these gifts for your honour, Lord, knowing that I love and serve you is enough reward. All that I am, all that I do, all that I ever have, I offer now to you. Amen. If you would like someone to pray with you, 